Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. This is the Bad Film Club. We watch bad films. Yeah, um, I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanae Vigela. And this week we're watching the 2015 disaster extravaganza San Andreas starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. How did you feel about this film? Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had never seen this film until having to watch it maybe a couple of hours ago for this podcast i'm surprised that you haven't seen it before i had had i've heard stories behind from about it because <laughs> you have such a connection with this film <laughs> okay what what she's talking about is that <laughs> i need to caveat this episode by saying this is my mum's one of my mum's favorite films so she hates the fact that we're doing it on the podcast mm-hmm. Um, she has said that she's going to boycott the episode she's really not happy about it shout out to my mum what a legend (laughs) (laughs) no but um, I (laughs) this is exactly what it like is is exactly how you described it it's literally like cookie cutter disaster American disaster film and the main character is played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson and then you've got kind of like supporting cast is Paul Giamatti who I like don't know I can't pinpoint if I've ever seen him in anything but I think I have because he's got such a recognisable face yeah and he's in M. Night Shyamalan films he's in a lot of things but I feel like he always plays that kind of guy he's always kind of on the fringes Mm. or he's really creepy and here he was fine he was the smart one yeah exactly (laughs) the scientist i guess i really like carla gugino in this Mm. i have a very special place in my heart for her i do love her she plays the she plays the mum. yeah and then alexandra daddario who i'm not i I can't my brother really loves her so Shivam really loves her. <laughs> and I just don't know how I feel about her. I don't know how I feel about her as an actress at all. Basically, I so have seen like the movie poster and like obviously like little bits here and there of this film before watching it. And I knew she was she was like in I knew she was in it, but I didn't know what kind of character she played. I had no idea. And the, so the minute that she was introduced <laughs> yeah. as Dwayne the Rock Johnson's daughter. I kind of had to take yeah. a double take. I was like, excuse me? Uh, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Not at all. No, absolutely, of course not. Because I also know that she's like late 20s, maybe early 30s. She's 34 now. So this was five, six years ago, I guess. So she was about 28. Still. But she's playing a 20 year old, which is unnecessary. Just make her 25. I don't see why it's so deep. I don't understand why women in films like this always have to be super young. I know. Just make her 25. It, why, what difference What difference would it have made for her to play her own age? I know. I, I hate that yeah. trope. It's really annoying. It just It's lazy because it's like, oh, 
she has to be at school. What else would she be doing exactly. with her life? She can't have a normal job. Yeah, so, and then we have the guy that plays Daniel, the character Daniel, who is the boyfriend of um, the mum. And he's... Is it Ian Ian Grufford? Uh, is that how you say his name? Is it Ion? Is it Ian? I'm going to cut this out. I he's know. Welsh. So, which I never knew, because he does a... Like, I've already ever seen him in, like, American films, so I thought he was American. Um, he's Welsh, so... Yeah, no. Owen? Owen, maybe? Grufford? Yeah, I would I would want to say... But he's... He, oh, yeah, Owen. Maybe. Uh, but he is more... Maybe... I When I saw him on screen for the first time, when he was introduced, I was like, oh, my God, Mr. Fantastic. Richard Reeds from Fantastic yeah. Four. <laughs> he's popped up again. I didn't realise he had Like, he hadn't yeah. done much since. Okay, so that's the cast. <laughs> Do you want to kind of do like a little rundown of like the basic plot of the film? Yeah, so essentially this film is Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a pilot in the Los Angeles Fire Department and inexplicably is a rescue pilot for some unknown reason. I think they have, I think part of the um, police, the fire department in, especially in America because they have such... Like they are, they have to work with like such like devastating natural disasters. Is that they have helicopter sections? Yeah, which I completely believe, but it just is such a it's such a the rock job to have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um. So anyway, so we're first introduced to him making a rescue, an unbelievable rescue. Basically, he he's separated from his wife and daughter. The mum is now moving in with her new boyfriend, who is this super wealthy developer, engineer, architect. I don't, it doesn't really explain what he does. I think he, like, like kind of architect firm sort of guy. Yeah. The daughter needs to drive to college for a volleyball game and dad can't take her because there's something happening along the tectonic plate. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson's job, like, he has to go in because he's rescue service. And... Then all hell breaks loose because the tectonic plates move so much that the whole San Andreas fault line becomes triggered. And then it's just about the two parents trying to find their daughter in a city of rubble. And that's the essential plot line with a lot of CGI and madness just thrown in there for good measure. I have questions about CGI and I have questions about the survivability of certain things because realistically a lot of it just wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of like what a disaster film is like. You like you survive unrealistic situations because it's obviously exciting for the it's supposedly exciting for the audience. I guess. I, but- I agree with that, but then I also think that this film had too much in it. And that's why it's really annoying. Because I feel like it starts out semi-realistic in that The Rock's character is a pilot and he deals with rescue services. So that's already like a a job that requires a lot of effort and would have a lot of drama, you know? Mm. And then to bring all of this other stuff in, like, for example, in the first scene, in the first 15 minutes of the film, he takes... He gets out of the helicopter... And he's just like, okay, the other guy's trapped. The guy that would normally do the rescue is trapped underneath the car that he's trying to save this girl from that's falling off a cliff. He gets trapped underneath it for some reason. 
Which is ridiculous because he could have just pulled her out of the window. No reason for him to get under the car. Mm. And then The Rock has to go down and save both of them anyway. And then in doing so, because he can't get her out of the car in a stable way, he just rips the door off the car. They use his strength as like the last resort sort of solution to a lot of the, the but issues. But we get it. This. You're a big man, but it's just like, are you super? Are you Superman? Are you Hercules? What are you doing? <laughs> this, is, this is supposed to be real life. Like they his... make him act like he's just gonna like rip hinges off doors and know. you know just like smack through cement. And the way that he saves people, I'm just like, I feel like a lot of this is a unnecessary and b ridiculous. <laughs> And see, like, come on. Like, you would have hurt yourself a little bit more by now. Come on. So the first opening scene, which we've, which is, like, we're introduced to Dwayne the Rock Johnson's, like, the Rock Dwayne's character and then his, like, essential kind of, um, his rescue team that he works with. And he's in the helicopter being interviewed by this journalist. By Archie Punjabi, by the way. Love her. (laughs) She's the oldest, she's the older sister in Bend It Like Beckham. Yes! That's where I recognise her face. I love her. So they're like interviewing about what they their job I essentially do. Uh, and then well, obviously by now the car has crashed. Essentially this girl was like, they set it up that she's going to get get into a car crash because she's driving and texting. She's like faffing around with not looking where she's going. And all these cars nearly hit her. And then it's an avalanche. And then she gets like yeah. not, and then it's like an avalanche, and she gets knocked off, and then the car is just suspended over this cliff, and then somehow <laughs> she's managed to contact. She does contact. She's contacted the heli rescue, and that's when we're introduced to all the characters. And can this... I just say two things about this? This just before what you're going to talk about. Yeah. In the car, she flipped. The car flips with her in it four times, and she's fine. I know. This is the thing. I thought she'd be more injured. Yeah. And also, they did this really stupid thing of, like, they CGI'd it, and they fucking CGI'd in her stupid hairbrush, and it really annoyed me, because I was just like, the details. we get it, she's a girl, fine. <laughs> like, what? Like, we that's can... so stupid. We can see, we can see already. Um, yeah, so it was like, and like you said, we're introduced to kind of the kind of character he is, he's very kind of like, takes his job very seriously, it's obviously a very serious job, but this whole situation mm. is so... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I want to, I like, I I don't even think it's because we're, we don't suffer really with like serious incidents like that because we don't have like, I mean, we do, we probably have other, we have other disasters in the UK. So we've, we obviously have other things to think about. A car hanging from a cliff. And he had, I wrote down, he like dramatically said to the other co-pilot, we're going to have to do, we're going to have to tip the hat. Tip the (laughs) hat. Tip the hat. And then it, I was like, oh my God, what is this? And then it literally just was like this the helicopter just swinging up and down to move the I, blade downwards. And I was just like, oh my God. I And I was thinking, I bet you the writer and director and everyone who wrote this film had to like sit down and really research and like interview like helicopter but, people. <laughs> but I feel like they didn't. They did it very half-heartedly. They only like, they only blocked out an afternoon to do it. Because Yeah, because it the physics don't make sense of it. The way that helicopters work is that they suck the air from beneath them. Sorry, from above them, and then it goes beneath them. So them saying that 
<laughs> her moving in the car is gonna be enough to move the car no the helicopter would have she would have been gone that car would have not been on that cliff anymore because yeah. of the like force mm. the force that the helicopter's pushing down on it it's not it's not doing that a that's the first point and the second point is that they're in such a tight space it really that a helicopter wouldn't have gone into that like it's stupid you would have you would have blown your helicopter up it's very stressful because there's a lot of like moments in this film that being the first one i think and also just the girl being stuck in a car that is at the beginning that is like just i get secondhand claustrophobia from and I think that's like why I got like I I ended up realizing I was watching the film with my shoulders up near my ears because I was uncomfortably stressed. stressed. And it was just yeah. like this was so un it was just un, un, un unnecessary like stress because this is a ridiculous film. For for me, it was definitely the rock's entrance. No, it's not an entrance because he doesn't walk in, but his it's like the realization that it's the rock and he's just sitting there with his aviator sunglasses on <laughs> and like in the pilot's hat in the pilot's helmet and it's just so funny that i was just like yeah this is the film that i'm watching and i'm loving it i wrote down that they because they had like that because obviously something goes wrong yeah so like they're like oh because they're hovering in this really small space and we're only like 10 minutes into the film <laughs> talking about it a lot as well but they're 10 minutes like they're hovering into this small space and then the co-pilot's like, oh, we've got like five minutes until the, the engine goes or something. And then Colton Haynes, who is the guy that plays the who plays the other like yeah. the other rescue person. He's like, good, because I only need three. It was so funny. I actually laughed out loud. It was great. That was, and then that was it. That was, I wrote that down because it literally was the, some of the dialogue in this film. Oh, we'll talk about that later, my <laughs> it's friend. So, it's so ridiculous. But that was like the dialogue from that scene that I picked up. And then... We never see Colton Haynes again because he doesn't die. He just doesn't get written into the rest of the film. No, not at all. So they, they rescue this girl. Then we um, it cut cuts to Paul to, Giamatti, yeah. who's a teacher at Caltech University. Yeah. And he's talking about earthquakes. And he basically is, what they've done is they've used him, explained like the tectonic plates and how the San Andreas fault line has is supposed to activate or do something every 150 years and we're 100 years overdue overdue yeah. for a big like disaster so he's like it's not a matter of if it will happen it's a matter of when it will happen and it's oh like oh my god the- I wrote down the exact same thing <laughs> it's I was just like the foreshadowing the pertinent question it's so interesting because he's like this ignored scientist who's like obviously developing his own thing with a um earthquakes and i guess it's also a very niche thing to teach earthquake science but all right (laughs) but it's just like they used him to explain the science behind this whole whole movie and and i'm just like is that (laughs) science is that that useful well yes science but like is that a useful writing tool or is that lazy writing i don't really know because it just felt so obvious but that was probably yeah me that's but I feel like they have to have it in these disaster films, otherwise they kind of don't make sense. So, for example, they do it a lot in The Day After Tomorrow. Obviously, Jake Gyllenhaal's the kind of catalyst of where you see the effects taking place. And mm. then Dennis Quaid is the scientist that explains that and sees that in motion. And then, did you ever see that film 2012? We'll talk about that on the podcast. We'll have to do that one. But it's John Cusack. I love How that many man. disaster films have they made? Well, they've made loads. Oh, you know, they're probably they're like they've made one. 
they're, I've seen it. They're they're visually like they're just I guess like if you saw this in because I was was thinking this came out in 2015, so seeing it in the cinema was probably a very kind of like fun experience because it was visually kind of like wow. But yeah. other than that, like I was like you you don't really go for the plot line I guess. But yes, um, no. I just thought it was quite quite interesting that that was how the foreshadowing started and it's also it's always like it feels like it's always like the same kind of character it's always like an overlooked scientist an overlooked like little like middle-aged man who's just like ignored but he's like i've got the answer to everything guys if you just listen to me but you know (laughs) but then they make him really weirdly smug about it's not a question of if it's when and i was just like (sighs) okay why are you smiling it's not funny yeah and then we go to Alexander Daddario. Uh, oh yeah, and he get he gets a rock. Uh, gets a rock. He gets a call from his daughter. Which this is when I was just like, oh my god, okay. They're trying to make us think that Alexandra Daddario is twenty. Like, no, but fine. I can I can I can believe just, that. But the fact that she's the Rock's daughter, absolutely it, not. It just doesn't make sense at all. I can believe that her and Carla Gugino are mother and daughter for sure. But like her and the rock is mother, uh, sorry, daughter and father. Yeah. What? And that's also like when we're introduced to the fact the the secondary storyline of that he's getting a divorce, and there's like a whole yeah. family dynamic that is also going to be introduced and obviously, obviously because this is how films work, solved by the end of the film. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But then, so just so she calls her dad to ask him to get something. So you, he kind of like rifles through her stuff. It's exact. It's, her bedroom is so neat. He knows exactly where to find the thing that she needs, and he, they find a photo of four people together. But we've only seen her, the mum, and the dad by this point. So we're just like, oh, where's the other girl? Well, you are. That, I did not. Thing. I didn't clock that at all. So okay, maybe because <laughs> I'm watching it. Maybe because it was a rewatch for me, so it was a bit yeah, different. Yeah. But then he does this thing of he sits on her bed and she's got this like really quintessentially feminine four poster pink bed and that's my favourite prop in the film because it's so <laughs> funny to watch The Rock just sat there on this beautiful pink bed. Do you also think that it was like because it was so such a neat um, and like organised room it kind of also showed that maybe she didn't go and visit as often? Like it wasn't used yeah. as much, maybe used because they're separated. That was also yeah. just a thought. But maybe, but yeah, uh, he just sat there and just like looked at this thing and then kind of like smiled to himself. And I was like, oh, imagine, <laughs> imagine okay. like I was just like thinking like those scenes in films to me always make me laugh because I like remove myself from the actual film and think about how the actor has to just like <laughs> sit and laugh I know. to himself, and it makes me so embarrassed for them. Oh, acting just seems like a really embarrassing career. No offence, anyone. I feel like in this film it would be so embarrassing as well because there's so much CGI that it's just so awkward. Can you imagine? We watched some of the things afterwards on YouTube because I was just like, "Mm, I wonder how this was filmed. So Robin found a thing that was just like, what Aslan Andreas looked like without the CGI and it was ridiculous. I really recommend that anyone who's listening to this um, watch that. Maybe we if we get like screenshots of it, we can put it on Instagram just to show people. Yeah. I'll put um, it on we'll put it on stories. But okay, so then after this scene, they then cut back to the scientist and he's at the Hoover Dam. This whole scene made me so stressed. Yeah. But they oh, oh there's so much annoyance in this bit. 
So basically, Paul Giamatti's character, I don't even know what his name is because I can't remember it. No one charted it at any point, so I, I don't know what it no is. One, no one says his name, no. I think. <laughs> We're just calling Paul and Giamatti. And then there's Dr. Kim, who's in the tunnels underneath the Hoover Dam, checking for earthquake data or something like, movement, like that. Yeah, like, which happens, these... then the earthquake inexplicably hits as, as, just while they're there, of course. And then... Dr. Kim gets out, he's running, he's running, he sees a child, a child who is old enough to run herself, but he picks her up bodily. She, she, the girl could have damn run herself. And then <laughs> something goes through his foot and then he just like gives himself up for dead. And I was just like, you had a foot injury. You didn't need to, this guy didn't need to die. This is such a stupid scene. That was like, definitely like, let's write him out quickly. Diversity for diversity's sake, like, bye. I wondered if they thought it was, like, the catalyst to get the scientists to, like, really push people For people to, to listen to him. Oh, because, like, yeah. he was, I guess, yeah, people to listen to him and also to, like, it was a it was a way, a pl- it was a, a bit of the plot to get people to notice him because then, because of this incident at the Hoover Dam, he was obviously there. He got the journalists mm-hmm. to like therefore interview him later on. But about this um, specific scene, I just like didn't enjoy it because I thought it was a bit no. stupid. Everyone just running. It just got and like this guy stuck in the tunnel made me so again. This was like the other another bit that made me feel really claustrophobic because when when everything around you is shaking, you're stuck in this really small place. And then how did he get so? How did he get from the the tunnel of the Hoover Dam to the top of the dam so quickly, so quickly. And then, like you said, this girl was like panicking and crying, but has legs so can run. Yeah. And then he like, he, what made me laugh though was he just chucked the girl. <laughs> <laughs> just he chucked just, her over. <laughs> he just chucked so the girl funny. at the, at the Paul Giamatti and was like, here you go. As like Paul Giamatti's just like watching his friend like die and the Hoover Dam kind of collapsed completely. The mum in the background of that scene like comes and takes the daughter <laughs> away. So you're kind of distracted by that. So like you don't really watch yeah. Paul Giamatti like cry over his friend. No, but also she doesn't apologize. She doesn't thank him or apologize or anything. They also do this thing of they then pan out to the scene, and it looks so stupid because like the CGI is shit. Even the water in the background it's sloshing so high, and it looks crap. And this was only made in 2015. Like, CGI is good. CGI, the CGI in um in this film had its own little section on Wikipedia. Oh my God, did like, it? Because of, like, of how mu- because of how much work had to be put into the CGI. But some of it is so bad. Like, some of it is really, really... Like, individually, it's quite bad. But to g- in the big slots together, like, especially towards the end, it gets way better. But there's loads of bits that I noticed, and we could talk about this throughout but there's loads of bits like this bit i really noticed it where the water was not proper the scene that is left looks like they just slapped it on top of what is already existing and look really <laughs> stupid and then you see it later when they're in the boat and all that kind of stuff it's really it when you look at it individually in individual scenes it looks it looks really stupid yeah yeah it does look really stupid. it's it is there are moments where it's so bad um it's like actually distracting and when cgi is distracting like it's distracting enough to pull you away from like watching the actual film then yeah not a good thing so 
so basically, all of this happens, and then they cut to this amazing house that The Rock's gone to. I was just like, fuck me, the house. Um, and then introduced that Carla Gugino's a mum, and Owen is the dad, not dad, the new boyfriend. His name's Daniel. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. And then he's just like, oh, I'll take you, Blake, to San Francisco. We'll go via that way. We'll go to Seattle via San Francisco. Blah, 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 whatever. Um, And then they have this, The Rock and her name. She's also got, you've made Emma? this point before. Yeah, it's Emma, which is a bad name. His name is it... Raymond, and yeah. her name is Emma. And I'm just like, who picked these? These are awful names. Sorry to anyone named Emma or Raymond, but well, Emma Emma feels doesn't feel like a name that you'd see in an American film, really. Also, it just doesn't look like it would be her name. No, no, no like whatever. No. Anyway, whatever. There's bigger bigger plot holes in this film, and then they have this whole drama because he's pissed off that he got the. The Rock's character, sorry, is pissed off because he got his divorce papers today and he's upset and he wanted to take his daughter but he has to go to work. So they have this, like, dramatic scene of him unloading his daughter's bike. This sounds like she's five. She's not. She's 20. And then there's, like, this rear-view shot in the mirror of Emma just standing there holding the the bike and I'm just like, oh, she. it's so sad. But One of the other things about the fight is that he finds out that there and then that... Emma and Daniel are moving in together and he's yeah. like taken back by it because I guess it's like, oh, divorce papers are painful and like a kick in the heart and then this just yeah. to add on top of it. And then so we, so so now we know all their plans. So they're all s- technically like separating. Um, yeah. Which is the whole, which is like the whole point. They're all separated. So Daniel and Blake go in his private jet to like yeah, to, San, to San Francisco and have first of all have the very strange have that stereotypical conversation of like I'm not here to replace your dad like I don't want to get in the way of you and your dad's relationship I just want to be like another person in the family blah 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 and I thought oh right okay and then she asks him why did you not have kids and he was like I do and he showed a photo of his buildings and I, I literally like, wrote down the same thing I was just like this is so <laughs> Cringy, imagine being 20 and your mum's boyfriend, you're just trapped in the air with your mum's boyfriend, and he's like, these are my kids, and he shows you loads of pictures of high-rise buildings, and you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, he's 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 like, he's been too engrossed with his career and his work to have, to settle down and have a family, oh. essentially, but, like, again, the um, dialogue of that scene was, like, the probably one of the worst things I've oh. ever had to watch, and it was just so <laughs> funny. I just... And, but it's just also because it was also all set within a private jet, so it just felt so like yeah, it just makes it, it just, more awkward. It makes it all more awkward. It makes it, it just like adds to how removed from the removed he is from like the world and like their life and just everything else. Like, ugh, just so annoying. But also, what are the acting choices in it? Like Alexandra Daddario is just smiling through the whole thing, and I'm just like, what's happening? I don't understand. Is are you feeling something? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I've seen her in a couple of things, and this is probably the worst performance I've ever seen her in. Oh yeah, for sure. I've seen it's... her do better, way better things in in actiony films. You know. Yeah. So they have to stop off 
he basically so then he introduces through this whole kids chat or whatever he introduces this like half built or the current like his one of his favorite skyscrapers is currently being built and he's really proud of it and it's his baby blah 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 and um he like talks about how he's like super excited for it to be um finished because mm-hmm. that's and the reason they've pinpointed that building is because it comes back in the at the sometime later in the film. Well, because it's supposed to be the most structurally sound and tallest building in San Francisco, that's why they bring it in. Yeah, and it's not. Spoiler: it's not. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not very good at all. Um, and um, and then we basically go to his headquarters of his like company. And he has to go and do something. And then, like, so Blake just sits in the reception. And I don't <laughs> you understand. think that was so weird? I don't understand this. So the fact, first of all, the fact the fact that he and she interacted with this other guy was weird for me personally. But, that, you know, personal touch. Personal thing. But also, <laughs> if, that's your da- if that's your girlfriend's daughter, you're not going to make her wait in the reception. Are you dumb? <laughs> you would have, like... Surely you would have like they would have put her in, to, a, like, in a meeting room and like had refreshments and stuff like that for her. Like they're not putting her. Yeah, or you would have had someone to like kind of like keep her company. You wouldn't have just yeah. ditched her. But I guess that's like also just this was also like maybe one of the first examples of why he was a shit person because we find out he is a yeah. shit person later on. And then um, yeah. just an English boy, just an English boy interviewing, and then they start talking. English boy. So so we are introduced to. Ben Taylor, who is interviewing. Is that his name? His name is Ben Taylor, and we're into, and he's an architect, <sighs> and he's interviewing for this for a role at this big architect, well Daniel's architect firm, because he's obviously apparently mm-hmm. like a person to work for, and um, but he and then we're introduced to his younger brother Ollie, who is played by the gay, the guy the the guy the actor who plays Rickon. Uh, oh, Stark. Stark. Rickon yeah, Stark. Yeah. Um, now that you said it, I really remember it. Yeah. Yeah, and but then again, like twenty fifteen, so he looks like much younger. And then he's the very other, cute in this. the yeah, he's very cute. And the guy that plays Ben is Australian <laughs> in real life. Um, I I know. I wrote that down too. <laughs> but I don't like his face. I, mean, I didn't what... like his acting or know, his like, accent. His acting was really bad. His acting was so no, bad. It was so bad. And then his accent was very weird. Yeah, it's very yeah yeah. I didn't like anything. But then I find, I found that about this film in people that are English in this film, they have really weird accents. Like Archie Punjabi's English, but her accent it's like they tried to make her do a Indian, you know, a typical Indian accent, but then Americanized it. So and oh, it doesn't so, sound like her voice. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of oh, people need to stop. But, <laughs> a twinge and i don't know if it's because like i'm accustomed to hearing stuff like that but it just yeah. made me an, an, a bit annoyed because i was just like this is not her actual accent she doesn't speak like this and then yeah the the boy that played ben i was just like i can hear your i can hear like, that you're not english he's he Why was bo- he was born in the uk and then emigrated i've had to i googled everyone after this okay fine this. But, but like he still but he, english accent. But his accent is really is is like over the top British, I would say. Like it's like someone, yeah. it's someone basically like trying to do an English accent, but like enunciating a bit too much. Like we don't enunciate every character or every word. Yeah, I feel like this is a specific pet peeve that we have as English people in American films. But anyway, 
<laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just kind of like... We no, talk. I mean, I feel like we do this every episode because we're just like, they're not actually English. What is this? What is this accent? But I feel like it... I just feel like this about accents in general. Yeah, If accent. you have one, keep it. Because I just don't feel like it would have been any different if they... If he'd just played in this Australian person. And then... Okay, so then that happens. Blake is waiting in the reception, whatever. Then, in the meantime, Emma, her mum has gone to lunch with Daniel's sister, who is Kylie Minogue. Thank you! Thank <laughs> you! What the hell? I had to just jump. I what? literally wrote in capital letters. You can see it. Is that... Well, you can't really see it on my on the video. But is that Kylie yeah. Minogue? I was so confused. I was like, oh my God, what's she doing? Anyway. What is happening? <laughs> yes! And then she was so like, super blunt. Where? It's so weird. And then she's super blunt about the death of their other daughter because they kind of... I felt like they had to get it in, right? But they did it in the worst way to make the sister look like a dick. And she's like, so you had two daughters, but one of them died. And it's just like, this is not casual conversation that you have with someone that you've just met. So weird. Did they explain why they were having lunch? Is it just to like meet for the first time? Yeah, I think so. I think he keeps saying that his sister's quite overprotected and she wants to meet her. Why was Kylie Minogue? It was weird. Who casted Kylie Minogue? I don't know. I think I think The Rock might have asked her. I feel like I saw this on Graham Norton at one point and she was on it and then she was just like, yeah, I just casually am in um, this film. (laughs) Yeah. That's really It's so random. But then they Um, kill her off pretty funny, like pretty quickly. Yes. Okay. So this is when the because because she's because Emma is still in the South. She's not yet in San Francisco because the whole point is that the Rock and Emma have to travel to San Francisco to rescue mm-hmm. the daughter. So she's still in Southern California. I'm assuming, or LA, obviously. And so she's yeah. having lunch, and so they get hit first by the earthquake, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what I. This is where the CGI just made me laugh a bit. Because also, also again, it's a disaster film, so caveat, like, things are going to be slightly more exaggerated and ridiculous. But she opens, and, like, so she calls up Ray. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to talk about. She calls up Ray, and she just, like, she and he's like, get to the ceiling, get to the ceiling, sorry, get to the top of the building, like, so I yeah. can come and rescue you in the helicopter. She, like, so everyone is obviously rushing downstairs to get out of the building, but she's trying to force her way upstairs, and she's trying to, like, save... Kylie Minogue but she then like that doesn't work and then she opens the door and there's like just a sheer cliff and like what made me laugh out loud was because there was just suddenly people just falling out the sky because it looked like it was raining people (laughs) yeah it was just like and I and it just made me like I wonder if people have ever watched this film and just thought maybe I don't go and live in a city with loads of skyscrapers no but the what you're saying about that is really funny as well because there's this whole scene where you follow Emma going through the building and there's a woman that falls into a pond pond oh yeah water feature thing that's in the restaurant and then she walks past the catering staff and the chef is on fire the chef is on fire and it's and it's ridiculous and I, I just don't understand so in this time so this is happening on this side and then in San Francisco they're hit with like a small tremor, tremor, but Blake and Daniel by this time are conveniently in a parking garage. So they're trying to get out, and then 
Daniel says to his driver, get us out of here. And I was like, oh, I wrote that down. I, that, I said, go, go, go. He said, go, 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 get us out of here. And I, and I literally said out loud, isn't that like the wrong, isn't that just kind of stupid? But like, I didn't... would you not get out of the car and go up? He like, he, yeah, I think it kind of shows his, it's just like the downfall of Daniel in, within like 10 minutes of this film. But like, yeah. he's, um, he then, yeah, his, so then the earthquake happens and then what? The floor collapses they keep driving down and then they inevitably crash and then the yep. driver dies so you've got this dead yep. body and then the seat crushes Blake's legs well not crushes like yep. blocks them in so she can't move and then Daniel is the only one that can move and he's starting to panic he all panics and he's like trying to like get and he tries like to pull at like Blake's legs and I'm like you obviously don't know how to be around people but like um <laughs> You know, like you obviously, like yeah. I know this is not a situation just, that you. Not it, it's not just. Yeah, yeah, I know this is a stressful situation, but like we all know, we should, we kind of know how to act in them, kind of ish. He then goes and says he's going to go and get help, and she's like, "Don't leave me!" What the fuck? And I was like, "Yeah, obviously, don't leave her." Yeah. He then goes and tells like a guard or a security guard because everyone is obviously trying to leave the building. He's like, "I need help." There's like, I've got someone down downstairs in the garage stuck in the car and then like concrete falls on top of the guard and he then the impact makes him fall over so he just decides to leave and he left leaves her and that's it i I was just like also the unlikelihood so in this in this five seconds of this happening the brothers overhear him talking to the security guard about and then they just know that it's blake they're like blake and then they go and get, they go and decide that they're going to save her. And I'm just like, you spoke to her for five minutes. What is, what, when would this happen? Who would, what is this? So then the boys go to find her. Then we cut back to Emma, who's now on the roof of the restaurant and it's just collapsing around her. And the woman is running around in heels, which I love about her. But she falls like the so the roof collapses and she falls oh, at these two stories. I hated and this. All she gets is like a bleeding. Her, I think her ear, maybe her eardrums popped, but in reality that's what would have happened. But she's just bleeding from her ear. But then she just gets up like she's a she's a gladiator. She just gets up and she does it again. We hear that like noise effect that films do where they like where like they're yeah, the trying ringing. to create they're ringing so they're trying to create like yeah. the disorientation that like the character feels. But that fall is like she's laying on a load of concrete that falls through several stories, and it then the the kind of pressure and like the movement of the falling makes her like double fall. Like it looks like a, you know when you get double bounce on a trampoline. Um, yeah. and uh, you know <laughs> yep. but like it looks like that so like I was thinking again it's another thing surely she would have been hurt more but again it's a film so no she doesn't get she hurt she went that much. face first onto concrete she, she's having a she's got a broken jaw man like this is yeah. not yeah or broken, at least a broken nose like something is broken but yeah. she seems to be completely fine after falling several stories on a piece of concrete but whatever then Ray comes uh, like yeah. and like I, rescues her. Do you know what was also like a little rope? Like a point out, I was like, oh, the the swimming pool looked kind of cool, but because it was like swashing, it was like. The... Oh yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. <laughs> I, was I like, wrote oh. that down as well. Actually. I wrote that down just because I was thinking, oh, they definitely like thought about that detail, like the movement of other things in the background. Yeah, I really like that. But that um, was it. <laughs> but this woman can't catch a break, so she's just fallen like two stories down. Then she crawl. She has to get back up onto what what constitutes as a roof now 
And then the building, so the so the rock comes, he can see her, but she's like dodging all this stuff. And then the building next to the building that she's currently standing on top of collapses and then creates an aftershock and a wave of like stuff. Dust. Yeah, yeah, and I've written this down a few times throughout the film. I was just like, they can't, like, what is this constant state of peril that they're in at all times? I agree, because this, I wrote this down because I thought it was a slightly, it just felt like the time pressure was just yeah. too much. It was too much for me. <laughs> this is just, a, it's just a, such a stupid film. And I was stressed the whole time as I didn't need to be, because it was like, it was like, okay, cool. A skyscraper, a skyscraper is collapsing onto the one that you're on. That's scary enough. But let's just add like a whole dust cloud that you have to escape <laughs> yeah. from to jump onto like a rescue bed thing. And then like yeah. he pulls it up and then she's not there and she's hanging from it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, and then what? he. Could... But what is the likelihood that she would actually make it and she would have Zero... missed it? Because how did she see it? Do you know what I mean? Like, how would she have seen it to it's jump the, onto it? it? It's the suspension that they're trying to create, isn't it? But they're, like, just <laughs> annoying us instead. It just uh, annoys people. But, um, yeah, yeah, so she's, like, hoisted up into the helicopter and Dwayne is like, are you okay? And she just, like, just stares at him and then nods. And yeah. I thought, like, that was quite funny because she just didn't know how yeah. to speak. She was <laughs> just like, so funny. I've gone through everything. And then she, like, going from, like, lunch with Kylie Minogue to this is, like... You, you can have a break. You've like lived your life. Yeah. That's enough. Um, yeah. And then we go back then, to Ollie and Ben. They, but, no, no, no. But, okay, yeah, that, that. But, so we go to Blake first and she can reach her phone and she magically has signal in an underground parking garage. I've been to the Harlequin in Watford. You don't get signal after like, no. fil- after like floor f- two let alone a no. garage under like but, San Francisco. But n- <laughs> not only a garage, but like it, after an earthquake, all the cell towers are out. A hundred percent. They make a point. They make a point of like saying that like there's no. Yeah, but they do that connection. after she's paid for the call, right? So she calls her her mum and dad, and she knows to call her dad on his chopper. Um, landline. What is it? Phone. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what it's called. But like, helicopter. Which landline. makes sense. Yeah, she, yeah, the, the landline. Um, but which makes sense. But then, like you know, he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna come and get you. Okay, okay. <laughs> <Shania>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, if I would trust anyone to come get me from an earthquake, it would be him. I have all, but like, then... I oddly for I don't even know him. I put all my faith in him. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Like he um, would I would definitely hitch my it. hitch my wagon to the the rock. But then I was just it just kept making me think like if there was an earthquake in this country, no one would come and get me. A hundred percent not. But what the hell? I live five minutes from you. I can come. I, I can run. What if there's a tectonic plate between us that we don't know about yet? Like oh, don't that this is the thing now. It's all the now the, all the conspiracies. I wonder if people walked away from that film in like the UK and was like are there tectonic plates that the government have hidden from us but like in America they definitely were like <laughs> they were definitely like reinforce the San Andreas fault line like 100% <laughs> after this film <laughs> so oh, then, no. so she calls and then they're like Blake like we have to go and save Blake blah 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 
then um we go back to her and she's just like and she's now been like more concrete has now fallen on top of the roof of the car so this is the third moment of the film i felt claustrophobic because she's now being crushed from the top and the and like in front of her because her legs are squished and then it's just like constant like just like and because she keeps getting like more movement so like things are still proving still unstable and then ben and ollie just appear and they've come to like rescue her and he's and then yeah. and, and then what made me laugh this 13 year old boy and this other guy and this like old 20 year old man decide to just use every bit of strength they have to like lift off a concrete block and i'm like what do you think this 13 year old boy with like twig arms is gonna be able to do it's just like <laughs> it was just what the, i literally just looked at him and was like mate you have too much faith in your little brother it's so stupid then then so instead of so they did that first i guess that's like fight or flight and then he actually does the the smart thing and like look in the trunk like the boot of the car oh is that where he gets it from because i was gonna ask you do you know where he gets it from because i definitely missed that he get he opens the boot of the car and he like rummages around and there's like other stuff and then there's like suddenly a clamp a clamp and i guess that's for like changing a spare tire yeah 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 maybe and then so he uses that and he pushes, he get, tries to lift the car up, but it's like too, it's still not like, or the, the concrete enough. car, for us, and it's still not. But then he does that really smart thing. Thing yeah. of like deflating the tires, which I thought yeah. was actually very so clever. Like, Maybe that was the most clever, that was the most clever part of the film. Yeah, I enjoyed that bit. And then, but then they do that annoying thing of they p- pull her out of the car and at the exact moment that her toes leave the window, the entire car is squished. Yeah, I really disliked that bit because I was just like, that stress was we get needed. it we get it it's, it's just like date. we get it there's danger also one other detail they've just taken her out of a car where she's been for like let's say at a generous half an hour it would mm. probably been it might have been more it might have been less but for any amount of time that something is squishing your legs so much that you can't get up she seems to walk just fine yeah surely your circulation needs like a good amount of time to get blood flowing through to your legs again surely like come on you're not getting up for a bit no like you need to like elevate you need to elevate your legs a bit more up against the wall then they cut back to caltech and there's like loads of signal down and they can't get the journalist broadcast out so (laughs) paul giamatti goes to find people to hack media networks and i was like if anything this is such a good endorsement for caltech yeah yeah that's very true i yes so yes i thought it was actually quite clever because mm-hmm. you know hack, like um maybe the like, because they get what they get like the results of um the tremors and the like the the tremors keep growing in number so it's like this proving a resurgence and he they have that little bit like maybe a bit further b- back in the film where he's like drawing on a map to like so the audience can understand like what's what areas of california are probably being affected and stuff so it's like yeah. it's explaining it it's like as a visual aid and so he, yeah it's like, a good he, tool to have i think for for us as film watchers in that like in that part that paul giamatti plays in that He's trying to explain the the quote unquote science behind it, which I think is good, and it's good that they're based in a university because there's like all the it's believe it's like, it's cre- it's credible as well. It makes it a bit yeah. more credible when it comes to like storytelling. Then so they so then they've decided to like 
hack all the media because they need to make um, they need to tell people in San Francisco that there's going to be a second earthquake, but it's going to be worse. Than yeah. it's not going to be like an aftershock, which is usually less than. It's going to be an even worse one. So then yeah. that happens. So they're like figuring all that out. Then we go back to Ray, Ray and Emma in the helicopter, mm-hmm. and the end. And they're, they're having a little conversation. You know, yeah. they're having a, like a little, you know, like chit chat bit, and it's like, oh, it's a bit peaceful. But then obviously that's just set up to know that something bad is going to happen. So the engine goes. Yep. And they decide, just, and he's. <laughs> it's just like, has this woman not taken enough hits today already? And now they're just going to crash land. I wrote it down. The engine fails, and like, he basically says that he's going to auto rotate, which basically means crash. Like, all right. So you're going to say the word, but then because your wife isn't a helicopter driver and none of the audience are, you're going to translate it for us. We get it. <laughs> That's cool. cool. Um, so then they crash oh, into like the um, a car park slash like store, and they're covered oh, in bad. oh they this was actually quite stressful. They're covered in fuel, so they get like yeah. new clothes because they're covered in like gas, like petrol, I guess. But then there's like looting everywhere. There's like looters and like I what I heard was gunshots and I got really nervous. I was like, they're not gonna have a gun sh- a, a shooting scene in this film, are they? This is too much for me. <laughs> like there's I've one, had thing, enough. There's one yeah. thing after another with this film. There's already skyscrapers yeah. falling and now we're gonna have an active shooter in a in a scene. I know it's America, but I don't need it. I didn't need no, it, it was fine it... in the end. <laughs> um the looting thing, I was just like, are people doing this in an earthquake? I feel like no. No, I didn't feel like, I mean. I feel like that's a really bleak picture to paint of your country, but who you has do time? you, boo? To like, where are you going to put, how are you also going to, how are you also like, why are you stealing like three TVs? How are you going to protect them from another earthquake? Anyway. <laughs> so he, they, um. So they just steal the car. They steal the truck that the looters are using to to take all their stuff that they've stolen. And what I found really funny was like you, the, the Rock is held at gunpoint because he's trying to like you know, uh, start the car or start the truck. Yeah. He's held at gunpoint. Hot wire and the it, truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it pans out to the guy that's holding the gun at him. And I literally just laughed out loud because the guy looks <laughs> like the guy looks so weedy and like twig like and just like lame. And I was just like. Why is this guy even bothering? And then the rock just <laughs> punches him in the face and is done with it. <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, it was so funny. But- oh my god, we also forgot to mention that like previously when Blake calls her parents while she's in the car, she tells No, 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 this is later. Sorry, ignore me. No, no, but you're right. She does tell Emma that Daniel left her. So but that's like, in the electric that's in the electricals. That's no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's in the electrical. Um, anyway, so then, so now they've got a car. So Emma and so Ray and Emma used to be in a helicopter. Now they're in a car, well, a truck driving to San Francisco, which yeah. is still very far away, because it was Sorry. ninety minute. It was ninety minutes by helicopter. And now it's probably going to be forever by truck. Um. So yeah, what happens next? <laughs> there's so much that happens that it's a bit like i didn't even write anything from then until 
a bit later because I was just like, what is happening? Like, there's, it's overstuffed with there's too much stuff happening because they're all and separated. There's so many. There's two. Di- there's a lot of different stories to follow. Yeah, there's a so few different really. narratives because we're still following Daniel as well while he's being horrible and basically pushing people out of the way and taking their spaces so that he's more safer than they are. Um, he's very um. He's very kind of like self serving and centered. individualist. Yeah, individualist and like he saw like that he he left obviously shouldn't have left Blake and then he like sees and he's just pushing people out the way to run faster he pulls a guy who's shielding himself from like the wind out of his hiding place to replace him and then the guy gets killed and I'm just like yeah so he's painted as like the he's like the stereotypically worst person ever yeah exactly but then I think that's Um, kind of the last bit of things and then there's this bit where so Emma and Ray are driving and they drive past an old couple who are trying to tell them to stop. But Ray drives past them. And then they see that there's a massive crack in the earth. So they stop just in time. But then it's the connotation that they were going to drive past them because they didn't want to help them. Oh my god, I didn't, thought that too. I didn't really I was get like, that scene, yeah. I, I thought that too because they were waving at them. And you couldn't really tell if they were waving like say help, help or like don't know stop 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 and it was like kind of like is it to help them out and i was like that feels very out of character for the, the for ray because we've just seen him try to save a lot of people and emma yeah. doesn't really sound seem like that kind of person but it's like when we see that the the crack the the road has been cracked apart and stuff and then there's this big like kind of valley and like you can yeah. see it and i okay i wrote this down because i thought it was actually quite clever and i really enjoyed this bit this like five seconds solely because I kind of like, I find I find tectonic plates quite interesting. But because obviously the movement has affected the land, they've done it in the, they've actually done it quite accurately in the fact that like the petrol station on one side is a, at a different place to the other side of the petrol station. And it's just like, it's the CGI basically is just accurate. And I just like that. I really like that detail. I thought it was actually just quite mm-hmm. clever. Like if you were, they go, aren't going to line up anymore essentially. Then, stupidly, because my brain does this, I was thinking, because they pan out, because they obviously want to show the scape of the um, the the line, and then the Ray says, it's the Andreas fault, or whatever it is. He said it in a really dramatic How would way. he know that as well, I just from there? I have no okay, idea. Whatever. But this is my brain, and I'm really annoyed, and I, it's not annoying, but I thought I would mention it. My thought, as we were watching this aerial shot of how long the um, crack is, I was like, that's farmland. After this all passes, how are they going to negotiate farmland ownership? After when, like, now it's, like, jointed. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh, my God, Holly. <laughs> I, that was where my brain went. And I was just like, okay, back to the film. <laughs> That's but, so funny. But, like, um, so then they have to... Oh, but then they so they drive back to the old couple. And, yeah. like, <laughs> chat to them. Okay, so they then... He sees the old man wearing a hat that has something, something aviation on it. So he's yeah. like, "Where did you get your hat?" And then they, it's obviously it's close by. So they go there, and then <laughs> they let the old couple have their car. And the old man's like, "Thanks for the wheels." That's I hated like, it. Oh, it, was, it was awful dialogue. I wrote that down because I really yeah. disliked it. Really yeah. did not like oh, it. Oh, and sorry, I we actually skipped over the part of when they crash landed in the mall. Oh no, actually, this is after. Ignore me. Ignore me. So they get on this plane 
And then, then what happens? They, they have a kind of, that's, but that's when they have like, their kind of heart to heart. And we find about out kind the, of what the, broke the dead daughter. Yeah, what broke them up was the fact that he like blamed himself for the death of the daughter because he couldn't save her from drowning, and then he also thought that the that Emma also blamed him, and then also typically men don't really like talk about their grief and didn't and then the, so yeah. the communication broke down and then they got there was then they decided to like separate and that was like why and then we cut back to blake ollie and ben who are just walking and then they have a bit of a they have a bit of a, a freak out because the place that they've decided they've agreed to meet their uh blake's parents is now inaccessible due to the earthquake so they have to have a plan b yeah. so then they decide to like go backtrack and go to a different spot um yeah. because they're following the guidebook the tourist book that ollie has and then yeah what i found really funny is that so and then i don't actually so they decide to go to a different bit but then i think this is like after that when we revisit them they're walking alone and ollie is it opens the scene opens with like did you know that knob is slang for and i was about to be like are they going to be, an, is it going to be so painfully British that they're going to be like, Norb is slam for dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. But I mean, this film is not written with subtlety or, I no. think there's humour that is not supposed to be there. There's like unintentional comedy is so rife in this film. But I think it's played off as like sincerity and patriotism, which oh. is quite funny. Oh, mate. Yeah. We'll get to that. This film is a whole big, like, it feels like an orgy of of The Rock's ego. Because (laughs) all it is, is him just saving people (laughs) in more and more ridiculous ways. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like what, it's kind of like that James Bond thing. Like, everyone always, they say it about James Bond too. Like, they always have to one up the last film in, in, like, the ways of stunts. So you have to do something yeah. so even more ridiculous. And so in this film, it's kind of like you, we start off with actually a very ridiculous way of saving someone. And then we kind of just like, it kind of just like gets more and more ridiculous each time. But for whatever reason, the rock can kind of just like deal with it and he can, and he yeah. can survive anything. But the thing is, I guess right, people love that, that though. He has, yeah. And he has that star quality. Like he has it. It's undeniable. Like, if you were going to have someone that could do it, it is him. But yeah. it, when you take it on the surface of what it actually is, it's ridiculous. And I can't believe that. Like, how long was this film? It, it felt two so hours. long. It was two hours. Yeah. It I felt like two hours, though. Because I was just like... I did check the time three times during this film. I checked how long left yeah. I had. Because I was like, ooh, this is Because I, I feel like there's too much. Yeah. And I felt like... I've said this before in this, is that... There's a lot of imminent peril, and it's just like one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like, it's like how many? It doesn't can we need handle? to be like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's str- it's like being on a roller coaster that doesn't quite end when it should have. Yeah, it's kind of like um, yes, it's exactly that essentially, but, and it's just like one too many. Thing. Yeah, and they also did that thing of they. It's like they tried to cram in as many CGI stunt things that they could. But, mm. like, not in a way that's impressive. Like, stunt people are so impressive. But this is just about, like, weather, <laughs> essentially. Like, The Rock doing more and more things that make him look great, which is fine. Mm. 
but then it doesn't really have a plot that is cohesive and it doesn't give any of the characters that space to build character arcs like there's this whole them having a heart to heart when they get two minutes together in this plane emma and ray and they're talking about the death of their daughter but you don't really feel like and they're both good actors but you just feel like it's rushed because a that's not what people want to talk about in this kind of film and then b you don't get the space to talk about that when I think it would have been quite interesting to talk about it. Yeah, I think so too. I also, I think that like anytime, anytime something kind of gets emotional, it's interrupted by another like major disaster or disaster event. And it's just kind of like, all right, is that, this is like, you can make time. Like you have, it's a two hour film. We didn't have to have, like there was other bits that we didn't have to have so you could have had like fully had this conversation because it's one of those like films where it's like okay we're going to put two people who have drifted or separated into a really stressful position and stressful scenario to remind them of each other's love or something like that and to get them back together yeah 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 yeah. and it's just like i'm all right right yeah because then like they have this conversation and then straight after it's like they have to jump out of the plane so it's it's crazy yeah okay let's talk about that parachuting it really this annoyed me as a stunt scene because i don't feel like it was necessary so i wrote down the jumping out of the plane is a unnecessarily sorry unnecessary b ridiculous and c it has no consistency because when they're talking about jumping out the plane they're underneath the clouds when they jump out the plane they're above the clouds (laughs) and then they fall so long it's so unnecessary it's so annoying because it's like oh here's another thing to stroke my ego to make me look more badass than i actually am when jumping out of plane is badass enough like you don't need to like one up yourself for it you don't need just to prove it. jump from the jump like yeah. it's not that deep why are you jumping why are you going above and beyond like it's unnecessary <laughs> it's a it's a big bugbear of mine in the i film. also like noticed that like whatever reason what was distracting for me was that but Dwayne is like obviously essentially the pro at this and that Dwayne the rock yeah he's the, the rock is a pro at this and then um emma is not so she's like really scared because she's obviously never done it and so she she's was like really funny and she was she really was so, good her acting was so good yeah and she was so scared but then like he i just was so distracted by the fact that he just kept like yanking her arms like different <laughs> positions because obviously like it's like yeah they're acting they're trying to act really hard but then like if this is a real jumping out of the plane or it's like step i don't know what it is but like it's also like there's also parts of it that are kind of serious but it's just like the yanking of her arms just felt so <laughs> distracting and i was just like watching like oh is he angry at her is he what's he doing like is he what, uh, is, this? Yeah. what is this and then she was obviously screaming because like fair and then they land so perfectly in oh like my- em- <laughs> empty baseball pitch <laughs> And then the worst line of the film. Oh, it's been a while I since I got, got you to like, second base. I got you to second base. <laughs> I hated it so much. I wrote that down. I wrote oh. that down. And then I underlined okay. it four times. Yes, there's in my okay. Yes, that's the worst line of the film. That is the. <laughs> it was so. I cackled. I was like, oh my lord. Imagine. This is why I think being an actor is super awkward. Because, like, let alone the CGI or whatever. Imagine having to say that out loud. In sincerity, saying it out loud. I know. And then people, we, like. (laughs) And it just. It's also just because it's coming from The Rock. 
as well. I know. And it just You guys can't so... see me, but I'm wearing a turtleneck and I just pulled the whole thing over my face. <laughs> it's just... It's just... I, I, we didn't need it. It, no, it was unnecessary. We didn't need it at all. Like, the pe- I feel like in... I feel like... Um, Carlton Coos is a screenwriter was like this is such a good line when he wrote it and then when it came out on screen I was like oh 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 well, we have to mention that uh, Ben the older the, the love interest for Blake injures his leg because glass falls into it and then <laughs> and then like this was an annoying thing in it because they're, all the boys are wearing so many clothes, but she takes off her clothes to do the tourniquet. Her outfit is just unpractical. But yeah. then, who prepares I mean, to be fair to her, she didn't know that she was going to be suffering it. through this I know, day like, but like this. Still, like, but, the amount of, yeah. like, with the amount of boob shots we got in this film were just ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And she, she's a beautiful woman. She's stunning. But I just, it's unnecessary. She could have just worn a t-shirt. Like an actual... T- yeah. Oh, anyway, it doesn't really matter. But like, yeah, so Whatever. he injures he injures his leg because someone always has to injure themselves and like, you know, slow down the slow down the group a bit. Um, and then... I, I felt like it made him more useless than he already was. Like, I felt like he wasn't that great. Apart from like getting her out of the car, I don't feel like he did many more useful things. No, because... And then they and they actually agree... They Both the brothers like mention this because they're like... At the end, they're like, actually, she saved us. And I'm like... Yeah, hundred percent. She did though. Yeah, I know. That's was... why I think that's why her like outfits and like how many boob shots they took of her is annoying because she's actually a good character in this. Yeah, she's useful. She's learned from her dad. She's like, her, yeah. her dad has like brought her up like in this specific way where like you always have a plan and you always like know how like you have a decisive plan and you know what to do in certain situations and like right, rightly so been prepared. So she knows what to do. Um, I just thought it was just quite like I just thought okay cool. Like also when they took the glass out when she took the glass out of his leg it was very anticlimactic. So anticlimactic. I thought it was going to be like a bigger piece. No offense. He was actually yeah. like, but like, like, maybe he was was he like was he like being dramatic about the pain? Probably, but let's be, <laughs> I don't want any I don't want any kind of glass lodged anywhere in my body. So fair enough. When do they? When does when do Ray and Emma get into the boat? So when they, they've got into oh, it they've, now. They've got into now because they saved people <laughs> from they. Oh, they saved people from another tremor because a bridge was gonna fall. So they put them against a steady building, which is a baseball pitch. And like he had to say, you need to lean against a, st- a sturdy wall because that's like, I guess earthquake one hundred one or something like that. Yeah. Like it's like lo- that little dialogue. So then they get into a boat. And then yeah. that's and, and then. then- uh, Literally, no, no less than ten seconds after they got into said boat, a yeah. fucking tsunami happens. Yeah, because he can, he can, he watches the movement of the water, and he's like, "A tsunami is coming." And I was like, <sighs> "Okay, another, another natural disaster." I know that they're connected. I know tsunamis are generally like connected yeah. to earthquakes, but like, I just I oh feel my. like I didn't need it. I feel like I didn't need it. And I, this is where one of my biggest pet peeves of the film came, came because the, I didn't the shipping boat. Mate, mate. So I didn't know that their plan. I thought their plan was like because he said the tsunami is coming. We've got to get out of the bay. So I was like, all right. And then I for, like didn't clock on that the only way out of San Francisco Bay is obviously under the Golden Gate Bridge and like yeah out round. I should like that's fine. But I didn't realize that meant that they had to go over the tsunami before it like folded. 
So I was but like, oh my that... god, what are they doing? No, but that's a smart thing. So it sounds like a really counterintuitive thing, but the only but, way to because you can't you can't outrace a tsunami, no, and so basically you, you have to get it. up the crest before it peaks, otherwise you're never going to get over it and it's going to sweep you away. So you have to get up there. Yeah. But then, so that's already stressful enough. My bit bugbear was the fucking shipping, the shipping boat that they then are like making a beeline towards and then suddenly, um, manage to. The propellers um, avoid ca- it. Yeah, the propellers catch the roof. So and then as they go down the side of it, the cargo things, boxes start to Starts fall, to fall of off. Yeah. So they are in the middle so this is my bugbear and this was my pet peeve. They are in so they have no roof on their on their boat anymore. There are they are on in the middle of the sea and there's cargo shipping things falling around them all the time. They do not come out of that um situation wet. wet no. At all. and i was like that is proof that this is all done in front of a green screen because no one was <laughs> chucking water over them <gasps> it was so frustrating it was so frustrating that was my biggest that was so annoying and i was like guys you need to learn how to write films i don't know any better than you but i at least know that you need to make people wet if they've been in water and it was so annoying <laughs> i was so annoyed about oh it do you know what i didn't even register it but now that you've said it it's annoyed me even more like it's so it's just so annoying because it's like basic that is so annoying it's like basic stuff man come on like come on i know i know the Dwayne the Rock Johnson has, he has more sweat from his own body on his t-shirt than actual <laughs> seawater yeah oh it's so um, annoying anyway. i enjoy that the detail though of the golden gate bridge being sliced in half yeah that was, was cool because that's kind of also like a very it's obviously a very very iconic bridge so it's like kind of like in a difference and if like that it's just kind of like interesting to always watch like big landmarks being destroyed by yeah yeah but i like that in disaster films it's my uh i do like having one of those so then they cross this tsunami and then they get to wherever blake is supposed to be and it's just a city of rubble and water and then the other big pet peeve that I have, Emma turns to Ray and she's like, where is she, Ray? And I'm just like, oh my God, I made that too. <laughs> like, how the fuck is he supposed I, to know? A, and then B, like, why is that? Why is, why did it annoy me so much, Holly? Tell me no, why it annoyed me so I, much. Exactly. The, I wrote down exactly the same thing in like one of my points is literally just, where is she, Ray? In question marks, in like quotation marks, because it literally like, it comes under that, like, it comes under, like, the the kind of umbrella of, like, stupid questions. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just plain stupidity, and it's annoying because it comes from someone who's openly being actually quite smart, like, the whole film. And I know it's, like, yeah. maybe it's coming from, like, one of those, like, maternal, inst- like, maternal things that it's like, oh, the man is like, going to, like, save the day. Or whatever that kind of bullshit is. No, but they definitely do that with her because half of her lines are stuff like that. And then, how do we get through this? And she's always turning, deferring to The Rock. And I'm just like, she's such a strong actress. Why are you doing this to her? Give her own lines. Give her her own autonomy. It's so annoying. It's so lazy. It's so lazy. Where are the disaster films where, like, it's women just saving the day? That's what needs to be written. 
because yeah. I need. I like we said. We've said before. This is all to show off the rock, realistically. So again, I guess her lines are gonna. Be, but that her lines are gonna be like to show do that basically to set that up for her. But again, this line just was so annoyed me so much to the point I had to write it down because it is. It, it was like after the stupid line that he said when they landed in the baseball pitch. This was the second stupid thing. Yeah, that yeah. annoyed me so much. Where is it? How the fuck is he supposed to know? Like. <laughs> Oh, I would have turned around to be like, I don't fucking know. I'm in the same boat as you. Literally in the same boat as you. It's, <laughs> it's literally like the same as when you watch a film with someone and they're like, what's going to happen? And you're just like, are we not watching the same thing? Like, I don't be, fucking know. If, if you be quiet, if you shut up and maybe we could both listen and find out. <gasps> oh. oh my God. <laughs> We're so angry. <laughs> I know. But uh, hang on, what's he supposed to do? Hang on, let me get my GPS out. Like He's like, hang what? on, let me figure it out whilst we like just literally like they're sailing through seawater and like debris from a massive tsunami and earthquake. He's not, he's not, it's like, it's kind of like, I feel like they, she assumed because he's done every single thing right up until then, he can like kind of just finish the full job. It's just so stupid. Like, I really am so annoyed about that one line. I'm annoyed about the fact they're not wet, and I'm annoyed about the fact that she said that stupid line. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Why does your mum like this uh, film? Angry at this film. Why does your she mom loves like this film? <laughs> My mum is a big fan of disaster films. She loves them. So I feel this, like I've... that's why I, that's why I said if I if there's a disaster film out there, I've <laughs> seen wa- it. You've watched it by association, not maybe. I've seen them all. <laughs> Talk to me about Dante's Peak. Talk to me about Volcano Twister. <laughs> like the day after tomorrow, twenty twenty one. I've seen them all. You, like I have never openly chosen to watch disaster. Like disaster films all to me look the exact same. So like I feel like if I've seen one of them, I've seen all of them, which I know is not true, but like. I'm never ever gonna like it's not until recently, but I'm not really ever gonna decide to watch go to the cinema and decide to watch a disaster film because I hmm. unless I'm there for the visuals. Or maybe I feel it's like there's up. too much peril in our actual lives. Well look how I'm like, sitting right t- now. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, sick. For the listeners, Holly is stressed, her face is so red, and she's sitting oh. with both her arms on her face. <laughs> I'm so stressed about this stupid film. It came out before this, before life was awful. So anyway, um, I'm. But I am surprised that you don't like disaster films. But then I guess you don't like horror films, so you don't like that. You don't like the stress that is associated with those anything, kinds of films. So I kind of get it. Well, it's not that I don't like them. It's more that like they've never like. It's like okay, they never appealed to me in the sense that like I've watched yeah. a trailer. I've never watched a trailer of a disaster and be like, cool, I can't wait to go and see that in the cinema. But <laughs> horror films are slightly different in the sense that I am going to be, I know I'm act, I'm f- putting myself into a situation where I'm going to be scared, but because I'm so intrigued by them and so curious about like the horror genre, I will happily go and watch it. But I feel like maybe I'm, maybe I'm judging disaster films a bit too much before I've gone, like given them a chance, but they do feel kind of the same i have seen day after tomorrow i think i I kind of agree with you but then i guess like it's a whole genre in in, into itself and if we just take it for what it is people go to watch them because it's like would we consider the way it makes you feel is a titan is titanic a disaster film oh yeah 100 okay so i've seen titanic so i've seen them all (laughs) i've seen titanic there we go um but okay, so they're just like after this stupid line that she says, um, 
we go well we also should mention that blake ollie and um ben 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 have now decided to go to daniel's unbuilt unfinished building in the middle of san francisco which is supposed (gasps) to be secure i also have one point that Mm -hmm. i think that the fact that ben and blake randomly having this love story is just wild (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny it's so stupid isn't it it's so stupid. Like, was it needed? No, it wasn't. I'm like that. They go through all of this and then they randomly just have a kiss in the last what quarter of the film? Like, and I, I guess like, okay, maybe cool. definitely the last twenty twenty to thirty minutes of the film they have a kiss. Yeah, and ugh, I just like wondered. I guess it's like the pressure and stress of a disaster and like you know the savior kind of complex, not complex, but you know, oh you've you've gone through this big big deal with each other like there's you're never gonna like be the same person and you're always gonna remember the person you like went through it with and like yeah that's true. is that is that a good enough foundation for a romance who knows but they had a kiss well sandra bullock says no <laughs> do you not remember what she said in speed no relationships built on stressful situations are never meant to last there we go that's our lesson for today <laughs> that's our <laughs> takeaway from this film And then obviously a tri- like another thing happens, and then, another like, peril, a- perilous thing happens. Another yeah. like shake happens, so like the water and like the um, water from the tsunami also starts to hit. So it's being like chased by water feels very scary. And um, yeah. then they're like at a certain level of the building, and they can see like the boat that Emma and Ray are in, and they're like shouting at the window, and because it's soundproof, they can't bloody hear them and then so they get this laser pointer and they like laser point through the glass to the, the to the boat to get the attention i was like like they're cats it's just cats okay so that's it's just cats but then as they turn around and they wave and they say hi then another thing hits another yeah the building starts to crush down yeah so like yeah the pressure of it tries to like base basically the building's getting destroyed and it's all stressful and then um they try, oh, I don't know, it's just, like, so many things are happening. So, like, Blake gets, like, stuck because, like, the current of the water is, like, washes Ollie away and Ben away. And I feel like we forget about Ben for, like, ten minutes and then he suddenly reappears for a bit. Yeah. And then... Um, she gets, I mean, she gets trapped. Oh, I don't know what, how, she but gets, she gets trapped. I can't remember so how she gets basically, trapped either. Yeah, so she's basically, like, drowning. But then Ben and Ollie just leave her and then go up I to thought the that next was a floor. Bit, I thought that was a bit weird because we had this whole thing with Daniel leaving her and so suddenly, like, they're leaving her. I was like, all right. We revisit... We, all right, okay, this is a bit weird. But then, like, he's yeah. there to go and... He, he's there to, like, tell Ollie to, like, stay and keep safe. I'm going to go back for her. And then at yeah. the same time... Ray is um he's like I'm going to go in because I've seen an entrance yeah. entrance into the building. Yeah. And like it's basically they're now like under like underwater with like very with like it rising quite quickly and there's like glass yeah. and a blocked doorway. Then it basically is just reenacting like his worst fear because like he's already had a daughter it's that's drowned before. Drowned. Yeah. And now he's essentially watching his other daughter like drown. And I don't think the way she died was very good acting. What the convulsing? Yeah, okay, not 100%. Di- well, sort of died. Well, okay, she just, 
spoiler alert she doesn't die but she kind of does die at the same time i don't really know yeah it was a lot but you know what the thing that got me was i actually thought that because it took so long i thought that she actually would die so did i i thought she was gonna die i thought so basically then the, the rock is giving alexandra daddario a lot of cpr the way that he's giving her cpr he would have broken at least five of her ribs and they're still going. Like, after five minutes, they're still going. Don't you have to break your... You usually do break the sternum or your chest. You break something a lot of the time with the pressure that you need to, like... It's a, it's a, Yeah, it's the ribs. Yeah. And, like, Her and ribs th- would be broken, like, 100%. <laughs> and he's... Not, oh, I wrote down also, because basically, before he dives in to rescue her, Ray and Emma have a kiss. Because, you know, the whole point is to reconnect them. Oh, yeah. And I noted yeah, down that the that. rock, the rock's hands are the same size as her head. Because <laughs> they are so <laughs> distractingly big. I know he's a big man. I know he's a big man. I know. No, but it's funny when you see it in but contrast. Because so... there's a bit where... <laughs> there's a bit at the... Like, quite far back when they get out of the car to talk to the old couple. And they're facing them. And it's the rock... And Carla are standing next to each other, and it's so funny. He's just like, but he's such a big person. Like, good yeah. for him. <laughs> but yeah, so they're now on this boat, and he's giving her CPR, and then he just like decide he just sits back, and he's just like, and they all just look at each other without speaking. That like she's dead, and then he's and everyone just starts crying because yeah. like. Which when Ben and Ollie I started laughed, crying, but I was just like, oh when my God. Ben and Ollie started crying, I was like, hold up, you've known her for two hours or something. Like, literally, down. you've known like... her for one day. Stop it. <laughs> and then, and then he was like, and then uh, Dwayne was like, fuck this, I don't want any more tears, so I'm gonna carry on doing CPR. Yeah. And then she just but like, it works. Then... <laughs> so, um, and then she coughs up water, so she's alive now, and that's it. Okay. Can I just? My hot take is, I feel like this film would have been better if she actually died. Yeah, because I would have, I would have been, not to say realistic, but it would have been again more credible or believable. I don't know. There would have yeah, been like, it would have I... been like, oh, everyone survived. Every, all the main characters survived. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Exactly. I was just like, I feel like if one of them had, if one of them had died, it it would have made the plot a bit more realistic. Like you're in a disaster film. Not everyone's gonna survive. Yeah. Um. Like if the if. Or if the rock had died, which would have been pretty cool. Um, oh, has he ever died then, in his own films? No, I think it might be written into his contract. Oh my god! <laughs> he can't. Yeah, because you know, for the Fast and Furious films, they have, and I think him and Jason Statham have this thing in their contracts of like they can't be be beaten up, like they can't lose. Oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good um, for them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, masculinity. So then, yeah, so we get to the so then they, so then like the whole thing is over essentially, and they're at this and, and it's the and it's the last scene, and but that's how I felt the that's why I felt the film was a bit anticlimactic because I felt like too much happens, mm. and then it, it then it's over because she coughs off some water. That's it. Like. That's yeah, and the then end. they and then they and then they go to like the I guess the rescue center, the rescue kind of like yeah. hub where there's those tents and like um, relief people and stuff like that. There's a little shot of like a group of people praying. Oh, yeah. Like, All right. Okay. Fine. Had to add that in. This is when it got a bit too patriotic for me, because oh, a... are you going to talk about the unfurling of the flag? Of what? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
and I was just thinking like why the hell is Ben and Ollie two Englishmen just like looking upon the American flag like they are also patriotic to a country that is not even that they don't even live in it's so stupid and I was like I hate it it was so cringy I hate it when also first hated that hated Ale- Alexandra Daddario's acting in this scene specifically because she was like cuddling up to this like stranger who like they'd had one kiss and like then I didn't particularly like his acting because he like turned and like rested his cheek on her forehead and I was just like no I Ew. hate I hate like romance but anyway <laughs> I don't hate romance don't quote me on that <laughs> I just didn't like this specific <laughs> I just didn't like this specific romance it was so it's bad. because what romance there's no there's no character arcs for any of them I wonder could we argue if they had can we just do we think they had chemistry at all in no absolutely not do I think that that boy could act no, no. 100% not no he couldn't act the little boy was a good actor and he definitely overshowed over over Sean. over Sean, yes, thank you. Overshone the the big boy. <laughs> I don't know the, his what is his brother. name. His I ben. can't remember. Yeah. His name is Ben. But yeah, um ben. I didn't like the unveiling of the American flag because like it's so cringy. I feel like it's a very like the rock move to do as well though, because I feel like he always has that in his films. I did wonder if he if that was his idea. <laughs> yeah, and he always does stuff like that. It's always like we're American and I'm just like, what is American about an earthquake? Mate, like why was that there they affect the world it's not just an american thing and yeah. um and then the last the last line of the film was like because like again emma decides to ask a stupid <laughs> question it's like what do we do now or something like that what you knew what now? he was gonna say as well before he said it yes exactly it's like now we rebuild and i was like wow <laughs> wow <laughs> great writing. Oh. god yeah the dialogue in this film was so funny <laughs> so stupid. It's from the 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 showrunner that did Lost. Oh, yeah. Well, the guy I... who produced it, Bo Flynn, he also mm. did Skyscraper, Rampage, and Hercules, which is all starred well, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, so and then Brad had... Payton, who directed it, did a lot of Dwayne Johnson films. He did Journey to, he did San Andreas, he did Rampage. Oh, so he worked. Like he basically full scale. He works with Dwayne. Going on. So they, they yeah. all three of them work together. That's cute. Yeah. Good for them. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. They've got something going on. But it was filmed in 2014 in Australia and in San Francisco. Over. Oh, that's cool. Over three months. Like, have so, you seen how much it made? By the way. Yeah, four hundred and seventy-four million dollars worldwide so much money it had a budget of 110 million dollars and it which also is so much money which is a lot of money i think that a lot of obviously a lot of that went to the visual effects but it was mixed reviews from critics praised the visual yeah. effects which I, for maybe for 2015 it was they were sort of decent i don't really know and jo- uh, Dwayne and paul's performances but criticized the plot and characters which is exactly what we've kind of done <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um so but it yeah, made a lot of money and it was um distributed by Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's a good it's a good film to see in cinema. It'd be like a summer blockbuster type thing. Yeah, I can imagine it being like you go and I imagine this being like a summer 
some blockbuster yeah. definitely i'm i'm pretty sure like people i think it was on netflix for a bit as well i feel like people will watch stuff like this right now because it's just it's pure easy. escapism yeah because i know obviously like earthquakes are very realistic and tsunamis are very realistic and very stressful and very close to us as people right now but i think just the fact of the way that this film was made and shot and stuff it's so ridiculous that it kind of makes it escapist and I feel like maybe people are looking for that kind of stuff and the fact that it ends happily like everyone's fine that you care about in the main cast well care mm-hmm. about in quotations um I feel like yeah I can see why people would want to watch it like I'll watch it if it comes on tv I guess but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it I wouldn't go I wouldn't watch this again personally but, <laughs> what did like... you give it out of 10 Based on my one watch of it, and, like, I guess I was actually quite gripped in parts, I'd give it, like, mm. four and a half, four and a half, maybe, out of ten? Five oh, out of ten? really? Five out of ten, maybe? Um, maybe I'm being... Okay. Am I being generous? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I was I was less harsh. I gave it a six. Oh. Over oh. five. Wow. Over I think five. that's my first. That is... But yes, I just think because... Because I've watched it more than once, yeah, I feel like I would be at a loss to give it less than that just because I've seen I like I've personally seen it. But then, was it my choice? No, but <laughs> you know, I have um, seen, and the... like it is in it is entertaining, you know. Cause yeah, every time I like every time I watch it, I find new things that I want to laugh about. Yeah, and I also think it's quite it's probably quite fun to but like I think it's probably quite an enjoyable watch. Um, because, because of obviously the visual effects, because it's such a artistic, like a visually like aerial shot. Um, it's mm. like a lot of landscape shots. You could probably like do like the Lord of the Rings drinking game. You could do a drinking yeah. game for this. Drink every time there's a landscape shot. But like, I think maybe like a lot of people love to see all their like their local kind of like iconic bits of California as well. Mm. I don't know. Like maybe people like because I find it. I mean. I don't know if I always enjoy seeing London on screen because I don't think people yeah, do exactly. it do it do it very well. But um, maybe it's a uh, different. But also, it's um, a nice change to have a disaster film not set in New York. I know it would stress me out in New York a bit more as well. I think. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. guess how much it got on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes? I want to say like six point five on IMDb. Wow, you're so close. 6.1. 6.1 out of 10 for IMDb. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes, I feel like it would be lower, like 42%? Close. It was 50% exact on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Interesting. Um, was, I don't know, would I call this a bad film? Mm. I feel like it has ups and <laughs> It was. It's one of those films that is like, be I would be annoyed if I paid to see it, but I'm glad. Sorry, but, I'm glad I didn't. But I still didn't. But and mm. I wouldn't watch it again. But I enjoyed my time watching it. When you did watch it, yeah. When I fine. yeah. I think this is a good. This is a visually striking film, but where yes. it suffers is is the writing of it. The writing is bad. Yeah. Again, some of these people who write screenplays obviously do not know how people talk but you know what can you do some of the dialogue man that where is she ray is going to stick with me forever 
I think. No. So. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> okay. On that note, that's it for this week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If there are any bad films you want us to talk about, please email them to badfilmpod at gmail.com. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.